at all these bearded folks. My goodness. <laughs> all giving up on taking care of ourselves. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I shaved like two months ago. And I think this is yeah. the two month. And then there's the, I shaved my neck the other day. So yeah. So you feel like a real person. Yeah. When it goes all the way down. Mm-hmm. The neck it, beard becomes the only beard. Oh, I missed 2012 when I had a neck beard. Exclusively? No yeah. mustache. Oh, wow. That's a bold move. I'll find a picture and post it to the chat. Ah, please. It is a, yeah, it was, it was bold. That was 2012. You know what? I thought could've that was more recent. Could have been 2013. No, that was in, uh, that was in Ogden. Yeah, I would have guessed like 2019. Yeah, that's how well my memory beard? works. Yeah, <laughs> it popped up as a Facebook memory. Like, do you want to share this message from ten years ago or whatever? <laughs> like, no thanks. <laughs> do I ever need you ask? Oh, Jason, it's been a long time, man. Yeah, I know. Are you sad to be back? You you said it like you kind of were. Uh. Yeah, so sad. I mean, the problem is you just guys just need to pick better movies and I'll come. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, that's (laughs) the problem. But I think that's part of everybody's strategy is which movies would make you produce the best list. Not whether or not you'd like it. It probably means you won't like it. (laughs) It probably means you won't. (laughs) Did you watch any of the movies from the past times when you've been uh no. a wall no i, I just all right so we make it happen were you there on from oh did you, did you watch emma no did you watch from russia with love i think i was there for that one okay did you watch about a boy yes i was there for that one so you were there for that one what about mm-hmm. where the crawdads sing i missed that one and then you missed harold and Maude. Yeah. And then you, you you chose Citizen Kane. Oh, that's funny. It seems like we're always missing Jason, but I guess he was there for Emma. Were you there for three? Oh, who's there? He's, he's like hidden. He's yeah. Like, Got a baby. That's, that's kind of like reaching out like, into the void. <laughs> it's the void. Breaking the fourth wall, going into oh. <laughs> I saw a face. <laughs> a face like popped out. Just stream like 2023 and like, oh yeah, that was, or or will it be how the things look for the next five years, 10 years, whatever years? What, Zoom filter backgrounds and blurs? Yeah, Zoom filter backgrounds yeah. or People, people are going to be making memes about Zoom filter backgrounds and AI not being able to draw hands and. Yeah. Right now, yeah, you can see my background now and my uh, babies. Oh, in his little prison. Yeah, well, I'm in the prison, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, it's actually a big prison. You're in this one. <laughs> He's uh, adjoining cells. That's what Yeah, yeah. The thing that all the uh, university people are freaking out about right now is when robots are like able to, like, they're able to essentially create like term papers and answers to essay questions by just throwing it in the internet chat gpt or whatever so that's what all the old 
feigned in a previous era people are freaking out about. But you're not. No, because I, I think it'll be just like everything else. Like people freaked out about, you know, what happens if I think in our generation you could like Wikipedia be, was a yeah, Wikipedia, concern. you know, like oh, how dare they? And then now everybody just uses it. So I just kind of want to see what happens. I have no idea. Uh multiple choice tests will come make a huge comeback. Yeah, I think that's probably true. There you go, Paul. I found it and I sent it. Nice. To my phone, to my or oh, yeah, to, to your phone. Okay. Beep. Found it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Wow. So when we were in Pennsylvania. Like that, that was the look, you know, <laughs> the no zipper pants and the super cool hats, the Mennonites and the, the Amish. Oh, that's great. No oh. zipper pants. That's a, I mean, like sweatpants. What are we talking about? No, <laughs> I think they, they can't the, so it's essentially like yeah, the Amish, right? Yeah. Like social attire, like, like they're, they don't look like jeans. They're the, kind of like the fabric of church pants or whatever, but they, they don't do zippers so yeah what's the weird outline on amish paradise about uh buttons on his jacket or something what yeah. was it oh, why don't man. they do zippers i think it's just uh i don't know where it comes from in too 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 high of a technology yeah i think it's just like going beyond whatever is deemed simple interesting yeah is that a new aquarium in the background or has it been there uh, it's been there for a while now. But blurry. But blurry. <laughs> I think, didn't I show you guys it? I Maybe. Know. I don't think so. What lives I inside? I don't remember it looking like Fish. that. It looks more populated. But uh, I think we is. did see it before. Oh, yeah, we saw it, but it, it was being conditioned. Yeah, yeah. It is much more populated. And the algae is still out of control. But uh, I'm trying to... I'm, I'm trying to strike the right balance, so it's getting there. Yeah, you got to get one of those sucker fish that just grooves along the outside. Yeah, what are those called? Pacostomus or something like that? Pleco. Mm-hmm. They're June suckers. I don't think they're June suckers. No. From the Provo River. No. You should go to they're the Provo from, River. From Utah Lake. <laughs> oh, those fish that have, like, legs. <laughs> like... <laughs> started to walk across oh man look at that little yeah yeah so it might just be us four no rachel's joining in and carrie's finishing the movie so we'll have people don't Should worry we do the uh the dumb segment first <laughs> that's oh, my mare oh, oh. That's my mare that I miss. There it is. <laughs> There's the mare that we know and love. <laughs> yeah, what what's your segment, mare? You got anything to share after the two months? What have you been mm. watching? Do you watch any movies? Do you go to the theater? Do you watch TV shows? Uh, I'm going to pull no. up your Netflix on your phone and see what you're most recently watched and what you're currently watching is. Wow. Slow down, Chad. <laughs> uh those seven questions in the order <laughs> they were asked. We've been, I've been, it's been crazy lately because uh, we had 
a video editor and he was great yeah um from the philippines from the philippines we brought on another Phil another video editor from the philippines um she's new and um and not as quick as the the other one and then the other one uh decided he wanted to be a uh developer instead uh so he left and then i so i had to bring on i essentially brought on two more uh editors so we're up to three three new editors and so it's just been like lots of holding hands basically and and getting getting the projects to where they need to be and training them and all that stuff so it's just been that's the main reason i haven't been on these lately it's just ever since the new year basically i've been training training somebody to Get the and you're still you're still full-time with your regular job right yeah so you essentially have two jobs yeah love it no side yeah. they're both full hustles when's the uh has the second job like is it competing with the first job as far as income uh not at that level but it's definitely a, it's definitely a nice bump. Um, and I would be, I would, uh, sometimes it competes with my time with my first job a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you work from home for your first job, right? Or do you go? Uh, I, I go in, I try to go in like three times a week. That doesn't always happen, but I try to go in about three times a week. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. They know about the second job with you and Will doing Clint's reptiles. They're aware of it. I, I'm sure they wouldn't love to find out that sometimes it competes. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're listening, not ever, just very rarely does it compete. Yeah. And I and I clearly take PTO for those times. Come on. No, Steph was talking like she keeps calling this thing the podcast. She's like, Do you have your podcast tonight? I was like, you know what? Like probably. Yes, I know what you're talking about, but you don't have to call it that, you know. <laughs> like, really, what it is, an online meetup. Definitely, we have so many people listening to this podcast. Come exactly. on, uh, but that's what she calls it, and I, I kind of love that she does. That is funny. <laughs> Do you have your podcast? This is yeah. episode 33. That sounds like Ooh. a real podcast to me. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Yeah, it is. We have we have way more episodes than listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, where the crawdads sing was had uh 14. Harold and Maud has 12. Chad and Sean and Andrew talk winter is as eight. All right. Everyone yeah. should listen to Chad and Sean and Andrew talk winter because it features like Jason Gillespie singing at the first. <laughs> Jason, I about that. JG sends me uh, voice memos of him making up songs, like little 15 minute clips, 10 second or 15 second, 10 second clips of ridiculous songs that he makes up. <laughs> and then we put it to music. Nice. <laughs> and then combine it. Nice. I like it. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, what you watching, Mayor? Anything? Uh, we, the only thing I care to watch is Andor. Yeah. it's amazing yeah. have you guys seen it mm -hmm. it's awesome it is 
it's like it yeah. made Star Wars cool for once. It and and it made other Star Wars lame because of oh. how good it is. Oh, dude, and there's no force, and it's the best. It's the best. It like, is so good. We did not need the force. Like it was <laughs> Star Wars. And can I pick next time I'm up? Can I pick a season? Yeah, of a TV show, and it sure. would be Andor. Yes. Now yeah. it's got to be Severance on Apple TV. That's my pick. I haven't seen that one. Um, who Sean? Who is? What's the order of the next? Couple? Um, William is next, and if he doesn't come, then it's Anthony, and then Paul, and then you. I think Anthony put in a request. Mm-hmm. Yep. Going the Studio Ghibli route. Yeah, classic one too. I know. Uh, by the way, uh, Clint's Rift Tiles is half a million strong now, so that's exciting. Sub- subscribers? Mm-hmm. How many on the uh, Patreon level? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, Did you get... fi- 527. Wow! 527 paying, what, 10 bucks a month? 15? Uh, there are two tiers. Yeah. Um, one is 15 and one is four, I think. So E-E-A-R-S. That's great. Do, are you like an LLC, Clint's Reptiles? Mm-hmm. Like a real business. Like a real business? You have a storefront and everything? Define storefront. Uh, Clint's Reptiles meetup room. Oh, that's that's a separate thing. <laughs> can you buy a Clint's Reptiles t-shirt or plushie from Teespring? Yep. All right. A plushie, that'd be fun. We should do one. There's a lot of reptiles that would make good plushies. Yeah. And Clint himself. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Who it? Mar- want to snuggle up. I think it was Maureen <laughs> that said that she showed her kids Clint's Reptiles and loved it. Yeah. Yeah. They watched the episode where Will get stung by like a biting ant and that's the Amazon. What we watched with my kids, they thought it was so cool. Yeah. Although right. bullet ant. But he's bullet like ant, yeah. he's become so mild in his old age. Like the only thing I remember him was this nine month stint of like this manic human being. <laughs> and so I was really excited for like what would happen when he got bitten by this ant or whatever and he just like downplays it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh we're gonna have like you know, I don't know, Jerry Lewis or whatever for 15 minutes just running around, but it was not to be. It wasn't uh, Coyote Coyote Peterson writhing on the ground and screaming. Yeah. 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 I, didn't I listened. Know. So the last episode I had to cut out for like an hour chunk in the middle. And during that hour chunk, Anthony was just fielding questions from everyone and it was like the anthony talk hour and mm-hmm. it was like when i'm on especially when i'm on driving and like going to play practice or whatever um it feels like real pushed like i'm pushing the temple all right the next person go all right the next person all right let's move on to the next segment and then all of a sudden i'm off and the the, the level just dropped and it's like, we're going to just chill here for an hour and it's going to be easy listening. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> uh-huh. 
He's walking us through his therapeutic journey, tattoos. The uh, writing group drama. Group, yeah. I miss so much, evidently. Yeah, it's a it's a fun episode because they talk the movie for maybe a half an hour. And the rest <laughs> of it's listening with talking with Anthony. And he's like, this one better not go public. <laughs> Out of all of them. That's the one. Well, welcome, Carrie and, and Rachel. Uh, Jason just walked us through some Clint's Reptiles uh, updates and news. And he's watching Star Wars Andor. Any other questions for Jason? You can ask me how fantastic Andor is, and I will answer that it is so fantastic. <laughs> I don't know if my kids are watching it. I think they started. Maybe they finished it. Rachel, do you know? Rachel, you're muted. Uh, Sean, you haven't seen it? I haven't. Chad, I kind of... I got burned out on Star Wars a long time ago. This and maybe different. this is the time to try again. This is yeah. the time. I watched yeah. Mandalorian and I thought it was good. This is first, better. The first season with baby Grogu. This is different. Completely different. Okay, here's the deal. Sean and Chad, I need you to watch Andor. <laughs> but here's, here's the deal. You, need, you can't just watch one episode. You need to watch them in three episode bursts. Oh, so watch geez. it. It's like a movie. Just watch, watch uh -huh. a movie length, three episodes. Okay. And you'll have, there's buildup and there's payoff during those three episodes. But if you only watch one episode, it, 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 there's not enough. It just, you just need more. You just need more. <laughs> okay. But trust me, if you watch it in three episode bursts, oh. uh, and especially when you get to the last episode there's such good payoff it's amazing i don't uh, want to come in hot as a contrarian but with jason's recommendations i can't but like put that contrarian in the back of my mind you know what i mean <laughs> what 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 recommendations <laughs> have i given you that have not panned out oh you know dashboard confessional unicorn city unicorn okay. city <laughs> <laughs> that was that's like half a joke <laughs> That's like half ridiculous. Uh, saving Mr. Banks. That, one was, I, oh, that was okay. Well, a, I had never seen it. I, that was an excuse to watch it, basically. Same with Citizen Kane. It was an excuse for to watch it. Peanut Butter Falcon. Plus, if you hate Citizen Kane. Think, yeah, Citizen Kane is the worst. We'll get there. Dude, it's like AFI is like number one movie since forever. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I watched it with Rachel and <laughs> we decided it was horrible. Uh, Bruno! <laughs> hey guys! Take Bruno out! Go get him. I gave up on Star Wars as well. Um, I made it like three episodes into Mandalorian. I never saw all three of the new or like the prequels, I couldn't make it all the way through. The after ones that were really hard for me, but Andor was so sweet. So album. good. Yeah. And it just, I think because it just didn't feel like Star Wars. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it was just a cool world that they It's like, it, it's like a separate. Oh, yeah. man. And I love, okay, here's what I love about it. The main character you think is Andor 
It is not. It is the rebellion. And I, I love, thought Andor was a planet. Love that. No. Nice. Oh. But but it, he's got a super cool arc. I I loved that that show as well. So sounds so good. good. I'll watch it. But listen to my schedule. I've got to do twenty two shows, and I'm only like four shows down. <laughs> With me and Henry, a punchback. A punchback. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh geez. The whole month of April. The Jedi of Notre Dame. Wait, hold on. Is this is is this a high school thing? Like, what's going? On? What is? No, this? it's just community theater. Ugh. Yeah. This sounds <laughs> miserable, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Henry's in a couple scenes marching as like a soldier, but we're in the background as robed choir members, and we just sing in some songs. But we're there the whole time, hanging out. Singing. How many nights a week is that? Is that last happening? week was opening night, so uh, we were there for like every night, Monday through Saturday, because it was dress rehearsal Monday, family night Tuesday, where it was free for family and friends, and then opening night was Wednesday, then Thursday, Friday, two on Saturday, and then for the rest of April, it's going to be Thursday, Friday, then two on Saturday. Have you been on stage a bunch? Are you a? An I actor? did a play Scarlet Pimpernel and. 2016 and that before that was in high school uh pops the euphemism for whatever back in the day isn't that scarlet pimpernel pops yeah where they said like they're going to pretend that they're gay but they don't say gay because it's written in forever ago Uh, oh i don't know what you're saying say it again sorry Oh, <laughs> like I think <laughs> they say we're gonna have to make like we're fops. Oh, fops! Yes, yes, they're foppish gentlemen. Foppish gentlemen. Yeah. yeah, they were wearing cravats and they were super fancy, and they go over to France, pretend that they're foppish gentlemen, and then they really save all these people from the guillotine and come yeah. back. Yeah, I wasn't a foppish gentleman. I was just a soldier. I had two lines um chad yeah. i can't i can't yeah. help but re, uh, but realize that i wasn't invited to the friends and family night i don't <laughs> what does that mean chad what's going oh, on well, they limited it to only uh, four the, yeah it was rachel I, and paul took up the rest of it chad, chad, chad only cut chad only thinks of you as a friend or family when he wants to stay at your house yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's about right. <laughs> Have we stayed? We did stay there one time, right? Years ago? Like the night? I don't know if you did. I don't know if we did either. You got a big family. <laughs> do they sleep in the... Did, I swear we stayed in like a guest room and then maybe they slept in the basement. Maybe. I don't know. All right. So that's what my April is. Henry wanted to be in this play and we were going to have to carpool him anyways. And so I decided to join him. And it's been a lot of time. But how did really... he feel about you being in the play with him? Yeah, stealing all his glory. Oh, how does he feel about it? As well, like, there's down. he's he's the youngest person in the play. Uh-huh. And there's nobody like there's none of his peers are there so i don't think he really cares it's just a bunch of adults anyways 
and fire under him for for being in said play <clears throat> oh he's and he's always wanting to be in place he's a dramatic kid that's awesome uh is he or you regretting it yet oh the play is good so no if the play was bad then it wouldn't be so fun and if the people there weren't cool it would be bad but the people there are cool and yeah. we like everybody so it's a, it's a fun hang and it's a good play to watch i'll be right back love you <laughs> what are you up to paul um nothing much i'm trying to um think kind of sprinting to the end of a semester and um so that's that's always kind of exciting i i won't be teaching in the spring or the summer so it'll just turn into research time research do you have to like make some research papers and submit things yeah yeah um for my department we're supposed to average i think two top tier publications um a year and so um you got to put out way more papers than that to hit that number and uh, so summers usually become kind of that for me and then just doing some nerdy consulting stuff uh checking out some people's libraries and kind of looking at um what they can do to make them kind of more diverse culturally represent represent did you go down to winslow yet or is that coming up yeah yeah i went to my old stomping grounds and got to um teach in the elementary schools that i attended as a young person and that was super crazy uh, just to be a, a an adult-sized body in the place where i had <laughs> as a child the school and still exists and everything it's school the same school still exists same school maybe in some ways better in some ways more run down and just it's just super yeah. weird to um they were doing Terry, I don't know if you've seen this in the schools that you've been working at, but like they like a lot of like blue light classrooms where it's like supposed to calm kids down. And I don't know if it was specific to that geographic region or what, but it, it just looked like all the lights were off. Like in every classroom that you go into, it looked like a like a college kids dorms with like Christmas lights around the edges and a lamp in the corner next to the computer. And it was so strange for me. Um, did it seem like it worked i don't know if if calming is what they want then i think yes but that's never what i wanted like as an elementary teacher i like loved the the nervous energy of hey everybody wants to show you their picture and everybody wants to read you their story and everybody wants to i i loved that stuff so uh it was just very different than the era that i was working in elementary schools so um, and then just because I'm old, yesterday was a lot like today is a lot like tomorrow. So <laughs> nothing crazy to report. Just normal <laughs> old, people, old people stuff. <laughs> just commuting down to Provo. Yeah. Doing the doing the commute. I almost got T-boned uh, by a teenager today who's trying to cross five lanes. And on the way down past the mall, like as Orem becomes Provo, there was a tree. Nope. There was a car in the tree. 
<laughs> somebody had rolled so much on parkway yep that their car was in a tree it was crazy that is crazy yeah upside down in a tree so i uh i put something on facebook an event on facebook the other day and i need to send a text out to everyone that's not on facebook but i'm planning a watch along on what day was that the 23rd April 23rd. It's a Sunday. Uh, we're going to watch Escape from Q Hall, the movie on YouTube together as a 20 year event. Like with Mystery Science Theater talk as it goes? Well, I think we'll watch a little bit and then push pause. And then everyone can say, oh, look, there's a ransom. Or, oh, look, there's Jared. Or, look, there's Rahul. Or look, there's um, it wasn't Rahul, it was Sunny. Or um, who else was in it? Mayor, were you in it? Fred was in it, right? Fred yeah, was the main person. Yeah. yeah, Jason tunneled his way out of Q Hall, right? I'm I, I'm one of two people that got out of Q Hall alive. <laughs> That's right. So we're gonna watch that, and we might watch some other shorts, like recordings from that time, and then uh then say hi and then get off of it <laughs> that's awesome so yeah you're invited paul i need yeah. to send out the invite to like chris costello uh jason do you have like fred's contact info or anybody like that uh no not really i think the last time i talked to ransom was like seven years ago and i, I had his phone number in my phone and who knows if it's the same one i don't know how to get a hold of him but yeah i don't know try to fish it out to people that aren't on facebook <clears throat> but we'll see either way i got the video post it to my facebook page and then Chad, why it. why are you trying to make the reunion a thing I, well it's the reunion watch along because it's yeah. the 20 year year it's 23 oh yeah yeah that's yeah. awesome when else are you going to do it? 24? Yeah. Or, you know, never. Never? What? Jason, aren't you... You don't wax nostalgic or sentimental, man? No. He doesn't oh. want to watch movies that he was in 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm free! <laughs> oh, man. I was thinking for all that stuff. All kinds of reunions. I love that. Fun fact is... I told Rachel about it. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm planning a watch along of the escape from Q Hall. Um, and she's like, that's that's really meta. Like, that's <laughs> that's too much. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you're going to listen to your the first episode of Escape from Q. She thought we were going to listen to the podcast from uh -huh. like two years ago and then discuss it. <laughs> I'm like, that would be that would be intense. Yeah. And then like our voices would be overlapping with the voices of the recording. <laughs> you have to see if you really do sound like yourself, low these two years later. Yeah. So that's not what we're gonna be doing. But I thought it was a fun. She's like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> All right. Paul. Anything else? What have you been watching? Um we watched uh an espn plus documentary about um 
a heptathlete from the, the Utes, like the Utah Utes, who got in a horrible uh, relationship, like, and then got murdered. It was a terrifying show. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my my wife and I were so um, fourteen years into marriage. We're trying to find anything that we like both like and uh outside of like the office and freaks and geeks like we're, we're really struggling so we tried <laughs> to put a documentary on the side. um i don't think we're gonna go down that rabbit hole um we also tried on the um pamela anderson like documentary not like this not the series or whatever but just like the documentary i think that her, her kids made about her um and it was just like a super sad show, kind of watching her life be taken from her and people being unkind to a woman in the late 90s. And I think that's all I've watched besides Citizen Kane and the David Fincher movie about Citizen Kane because we we're watching Citizen Kane. Oh, fun. Yeah. So that was so those those were cool paired paired watchings for me and i i loved both of them so sorry that you hated at least one of them i like the newsreel portion news on the march uh-huh. carrie <clears throat> what are you up to i saw on your facebook you had the art show i did congrats thank you Was that, what did i see like a turtle ceramic no, not turtle. Some frogs. Uh yeah. I like that one. A lot of one. my stuff had frog themes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, yeah. So it's just a vending opportunity for two days, but you had to apply to get in and have them like review your work and stuff. So I had a bunch of my watercolors and ceramic pieces there. Yeah, very so, cool. Yeah. Do you have something yes, you can connect us to? google pictures wise or whatever I, uh, I mean i've got i did a couple of videos on instagram i'm not very good at having an online presence when it comes to my i'm not either art <laughs> or anything oh my kids were looking at like what i have on instagram because we're seeing who they were from yesteryear and we had like three options out of 10 years but then like videos or photos that we'd been tagged in we could do dozens and i was like oh maybe i was actually okay with that but but it was well i had yeah i had like read an article several years ago about how it's not fair to your kids to post like pictures and videos of them especially like embarrassing stories or pictures that you might think is you know a cute or funny picture or story but they're not gonna think is cute when they're like 18 or 19 so i went back and like archived or deleted a bunch of pictures off of my Instagram and Facebook. I mean, some of it is, is still there, but, you know, maybe I'll limit it to just like friends only type of thing. But because of that, like, especially if you go on my Instagram, there's like barely anything there. And my daughter yelled at me. She said that she's going to work with me to um, have a website <laughs> and post more things on your social media presence. Yes. All right. So <laughs> here's a video of one of my pieces. I was really happy with how it turned out. Let me go to the chat. 
Is everyone on Instagram? I don't know if you need an Instagram uh, membership in order to look at it. Donnie Darko. So it was just like a creepy jackalope. That's what I always say, Donnie Darko. <laughs> Donnie Darko, yeah. Because I don't like mounted animal heads. I think yeah. like they're really tacky and horrible if it's a real animal, but I think it's hilarious if it's like a clay piece, especially it. if it has horns when it doesn't really have horns. Yeah. So, That's yeah. Cool. And some of my, this is one of the pieces I had for sale. Let's see. How do I... Okay. Here's one of my watercolors. If you scroll down on that first link, it says more posts from She Wiggy. And I think okay. they're all there. I have a couple of videos on my Instagram of stop motion stuff that Phoebe made that you guys should watch. They're kind of dark and hilarious. <laughs> nice. She's really talented. So yeah, I did okay. My best friend bought a significant amount of my artwork, which helped me to at least break even as far as like the registration fees and everything went so um, was, it, was it like really did it drain you energy wise to have people come and talk to you about it ask you about or like does it bring you energy to be able to to share it um both I like barely moved the next day um but the I mean it was part of it was really encouraging just being around other artists and talking to them and seeing their work like I had a man um across the aisle from me and he was a ceramic artist too although his stuff was more like vases um some more utilitarian things than mine um and he also had acrylic landscapes but it was just really fun to go over there and just kind of ooh and ah over his glazes and ask him what techniques. And, you know, he went over and looked at my stuff and he's like, oh, wow, what glaze combinations did you use here? Um, so stuff like that, just seeing other people's work and um, connecting with them um, was really gratifying. Like there was an art teacher that was from Katie, which is what, like 40 minutes away, Sean. Um, and she, like, she has a really cool Instagram too, but just, she really appreciated my work and she got my sense of humor and like how some of it was like kind of morbid, but silly at the same time. And it just really resonated with her. And so just like that part of it, just seeing people look at certain pieces and laugh or get a kick out of them. Like one guy who was an, he had his own stall there um he like gravitated right to like some of my Cthulhu pieces and then he came back the next day and he's like I thought about your rhino piece all night like it wasn't even the Cthulhu piece it was a different one and he's like I thought about it all night and I just had to go back and buy it today mm -hmm. um so just stuff like that was very gratifying and very encouraging and made me want to um do a better job of <laughs> making pieces more regularly and especially just posting it more regularly so people could see what was out there. That's awesome. So, so both, like I'm a very introverted person. Um, 
but you know, art is something I'm very excited about and love sharing with people as long as it, you know, resonates with them too. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Oh, and yep. Horror what, films. Horror films. <laughs> I had to go back <laughs> and go onto the text messages with my sister because I couldn't remember any. So one, a really good one was called The Stylist. And it was about a lady that's a hairstylist, but um, she she will drug her clients and then scalp them and then wear their hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Like the contrast is like, I'm making these watercolors and ceramics at the yeah. art fair. And then all of a sudden it's like- this. Having a heart to heart with this person across the aisle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. I have a heart to heart with my sister over these horror films. So there's still a little bit of the, <laughs> um, but it was actually really good. And another one was called The Cleansing Hour um, about a fake priest that does fake exorcisms online. But, you know, obviously one person does turn out to be possessed at some point, how he deals with that. And that was a good movie. Um, Are you looking forward to the. And puzzle? Puzzle oh, there was a. One? series that i oh, the started. pope's exorcist that looks terrifying um, <laughs> but it's been a while so now i don't remember what it was yeah it's been oh, what's, it what's the scariest movie you've seen like is one like stand out above the rest like it's just terrifying to you wait sorry chad can you ask that again <clears throat> yeah head. what's what's the most scary movie in your opinion like what's one that stands above the rest as like just super scary to you um and most I think of the that, movies you watch aren't that scary though right like they're kind of campy horror movies yeah I prefer campy well it's hard because like a lot of you know I think the ring is probably the scariest but that's also one of the very first horror films I'd ever seen especially in a movie theater so I think the fact that I was what how old were we like 18 19 when we saw that in the theater like I had Sean on one side and William on the other when we watched that um but yeah I mean I think that was that and uh Midsummer that one I'd seen a lot more recently like in the past year or two and that movie messed me up like both those messed me up <laughs> so like in that way like those are probably the scariest movies I've ever seen. Interesting, yeah. I couldn't believe yeah. how scary Midsummer was because it was so bright. Like, yeah. It's like, how is this freaking me out? But it yeah. Was, yeah, it was horrifying. So much. It was such a good movie, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that reminds me, actually, I did see an Ari Aster, like, 30-minute short film on YouTube called, what was it called? The Problem with the Johnsons or something like that. Um, and I would recommend it, but with deep caveats because it's like Ari Aster. So it's gonna mess with you <laughs> if you see it. It's gonna like you leave a mark. Bathe in bleach afterward. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely have some like eye bleach ready to go. <laughs> like it's not gruesome but like the subject matter is super dark so yeah it was really good it's, it's just so surprising 
I don't care. He's just like a connoisseur of gory, like either camp horror or gruesome horror or just like suspense horror. It's great. Come a long way, Chad. It's, it's amazing. Like I am just here for cozy watch. Cozy watches. And if it's like unsettling mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm not comfortable, I'm like, this isn't for me. <laughs> I mean, that's how I am with heavier mm -hmm. movies that Sean gravitates towards like anything that like make except for uh, something except for severance severance for some reason like i was into even though that's kind of unsettling but it's more like it's i could relate to it because of workplace life versus oh i still life. haven't seen that yet that's the uh adam, adam scott. scott yeah that's okay. on my list i really want to see that I loved it. I'm going to give it a second watch when I have time. Probably when Rachel's like on a vacation with the kids. <laughs> That's when I really watch shows. My sister and I call our horror films light murder because it like doesn't leave a mark <laughs> at all. Like just enjoy some light murder and go <laughs> yeah, that's about what, your day. And get that's what like Agatha Christie is, like cozy yes. murders. Yeah, Midsummer Murders. Yeah, I love Agatha Christie. Oh, who are, oh, Sean, you got anything? Um, I think I've kind of like resisted having a specific segment, so I don't really know what to say. Um, oh, we got um, <laughs> our second garden bed put in since the last time we talked and got a bunch of stuff planted. Nice. I planted like, I think it was 32 pepper plants. And they're just getting decimated by the caterpillars. So me and Freddie go out there in the middle of the night when the caterpillars are out and say swear words to caterpillars. And that's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's coming along. That's awesome. That's awesome, though. How's we your got garden, snow. Jason? How's your we garden? We got snow. It's, <laughs> it's covered in snow. That's what it is. That's I'm not happy about it. Yeah, yeah, like we we get an earlier start here for sure, but the thing that's horrible about Texas is almost everything stops growing in the middle of the summer. So like we have two tomato seasons. You grow tomatoes in the spring and then again in the fall because you can't get them in the middle of the summer. So it's yeah, that's a yeah. pain. So I I planted some stuff that I'm not particularly interested in eating, but I know will grow throughout the summer like okra and eggplant and um trying to think what else but we'll see how that goes maybe i'll learn to love it but it'll at least be fun to have something that'll be yeah. alive out there so i bought two tickets to weezer on september 1st they're coming to las vegas and rachel's not going to weezer with me so if anybody wants to come down to las vegas they can use my second weezer ticket and go to weezer with me it's got Sean's name all over it. Well, I think I've convinced myself that I'm going to go to the show in Austin. Yeah, and Sean's brother Andrew's going to go to the show in Oakland. So then we're going to have another conversation afterwards to compare notes. Sean, <laughs> you should go with Chad. Live a little. You deserve it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> And then Anthony, me and Anthony are going to uh, po the Postal Service concert in October. Oh, yeah. 
So uh, I've got an I've got an extra ticket to that one as well, since I got two tickets and Rachel's not gonna go to that concert with me. So if anybody wants to come down to the Pulsa service with me and Anthony, you're more than welcome to that second nice. ticket as well. <laughs> uh, my current favorite band, Manchester Orchestra, is gonna play with Jimmy Eat World. Um, <clears throat> so I'm tempted to go to that, okay. that concert. So which um Manchester Orchestra album should I start with? I'm trying to remember why they're on my radar. Um, oh, they did the the Swiss Army Man soundtrack yeah. was put yeah. together by I think two people from that band. Yeah, the two so, main ones. So where do I start with Manchester Orchestra? Uh, it's tough because taking notes. <laughs> He's taking his notes. He's got his notebook out. I love it. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. They their music has changed significantly. Like they've grown up. Um, so if you like if you go to their earlier stuff, it's a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. It's a little bit more. A little bit more like post hardcore a little bit, but not really. But now like this, this newer stuff is more. Um, I don't know. Just listen to their newest stuff. Like, just you. Okay, here's what you do. <laughs> Come on, sell it, Mayor. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's, man, it's tough because it, their so music. I, you're I'm coming. They're your favorite band. I'm coming to this from loving Swiss Army Man. So, okay. what's their album that's listen, the most like that? Uh, it, it, listen to their, their newest stuff, their newest album. Okay. Um, I don't need to just, write that down or remember it. They just. <laughs> They just brought out, or they just pumped out a new one. I forget what it's called. Wait a second. Paul raised his hand. Yeah. Because I, I think you should start not even with the album. I think you should start out with the music video, Simple Math, which is probably one of the coolest music videos ever created. Like it, it it's like if Michelle Gondry created it's it's disgustingly good. So that's what I think you should actually do. That's a that's an older one. it up on YouTube. It's so there cool. it is. I'll watch it after the <laughs> podcast. Please t- I I think it's it breaks my heart every time. It makes me cry and I love it. That's fun. The girl who like laughs at him who's smoking out behind the oh it just kills me. Is that the is that the car crash one? I'm trying yeah. to remember. Okay. So good. It's a good one. So- but that's that's an older one from from their early stuff. And so it's it's got a different vibe than the stuff that they're doing now. The stuff that they're doing now is more, I don't know, it, it, it more atmospheric, I guess. I don't have a good word for it. That's a pretty good word. Is that the band that you brought up on your It Holds Up and we yep. listened to it? Yeah. That was fun. Paul, we still need to do it after the play probably so in may i don't know <laughs> hey talk's cheap man let's do it <laughs> yeah oh man i've been listening to uh little sims she's a british rapper and it's great we'll listen to a sample when we talk rap music paul all right rachel what are you up to you got headphones in yes can you hear me did you successfully pass your iron test? Yeah, but not enough to do the double. Oh, you got to turn off your video. If you're talking, you got to turn off the video. I passed my iron 
just enough to do a whole blood, but not a double. Nice. It's actually quite low, even though I've been taking iron pills all week. So I'm kind of concerned about that. Mm. But I'm always low. Nice. And I've been trying to listen in, but everybody was super friendly at the blood donation place. And Oh, no, they're chatting you up? That's funny. Oh, yeah. They were just, like, really nice, very friendly people. And the one guy was telling me all about his backpacking trip to Europe four years ago. <laughs> and it, it was fun. <laughs> Do you have any notices or news or segments that you want to talk about? I'm listening to a book called The Disappearing Spoon, which is all about the elements of the periodic table. And I love That's it. That's such a good book. It's really good, but it's due. Like, I think it probably just returned. And I only have half an hour left. And I've been listening to it on double speed so I could get through it. I think I'm just going to have to listen to it again because I really like it, but uh, not getting it as much as I want to get out of it. Um, and there's a young readers edition, so I borrowed that from the library for the kids. Um, I had a thought. I had a thought about. I listened to a book, and there was something about the movie that I chose. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about this and come back later because <laughs> okay what was the what was the movie that i chose what was it even where the crawdads sing where the crawdads sing and then i listened to a book where i was like oh this is so much better than that book and it's like basically the same i can't remember if it was remarkably bright creatures no 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 it was the blue castle it's an anna green gables it's by Ellen Montgomery. It's not a man of Greek Gables. It's by Ellen Montgomery. I never heard of it before. My friend recommended it and it's so good. And I think everybody's kids would love it. And I loved it. The Blue Castle. Like it was so much better than um, <laughs> the movie that I chose, Crawdads. Um, I don't remember though right at the moment why I put the two of them together, so I can't speak to that right now. Sorry. Nice. Anything else, Rachel? Um, Carrie, what were you saying about taking your vid your pictures off of Instagram? Oh, just to be mindful that your children will become of age someday and they might not appreciate what stories or pictures you posted of them when they were younger so a few years ago I made an effort to take like a lot of that stuff off or just post it so only friends can see it yeah okay I thought you were talking about your art pictures like, oh, your art no. pictures. <laughs> um yeah I agree I don't think kids use their whole lives I have a, a friend who posts their, her, each child's full name, middle name, and everything, every time she posts a picture of them, and then always posts on their birthday. And just all no, that no she does stuff. a hashtag. 
each one of our kids has has a hashtag with like first initial, middle initial, and then last name. And social security number. Yeah. Yeah, So every single, so then they can search that hashtag and then it's got every single picture of them for their whole lives. Everything. But I'm talking about a different friend who goes even further and posts their full name with the hashtag. Oh, I don't know this one. Yikes. And it's just so... I just feel so bad for the kids. But also, her kids are very shy. I don't think they would like that if they had the choice. Given the choice, I don't think they would like that at all. So, anyway, that's why I don't normally like. I hardly ever post any pictures of my kids to my public sewing account. There are a few on there, but on my personal account, I will post things, and I try to make sure that I don't have. That I like. Nice. Um, very cool. I watched Harold and Maude in February, and I've only watched four movies since because of time constraints. So I was in Palm Springs in the hotel, and I watched Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle on cable, and it was great. I watched Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Henry bought that blu-ray because his friends in junior high said it was the best movie so he bought the two-pack puss in boots blu-ray from target <laughs> it was his high school friends Chad, his high school oh yeah yeah yeah, high school he's in uh ninth grade and then rachel has the uh got the dvd of mrs doubtfire and we watched that and it's it's rough it's a rough watch some parts are funny, but most of the parts just don't age and it's too manic and it goes on too long. But the kids' actors are great. What's her name? The Matilda and uh, Mara. Mara Wilson. Mara Wilson. Adorable. And then I watched Citizen Kane, 1941. That brings us to. Oh, are we missing anything else? Just got a baby. Congrats. Anthony, we miss you. Will, we miss you. Does Will ever talk about coming on this? Remember when we had our dinner in December, Jason? And we're like, Will, do you want to ever come on? He's like, maybe. I'm like, do you want to take off the text group? And he's like, no, don't take me off the text group. (laughs) Does he ever say anything about it? Uh, Not really. Uh, I stopped bugging him about it. So, is he still doing Evermore stuff? And yeah, um, he's just got a life. Still doing that. Yeah. Does he still throw huge Halloween parties? Oh yeah, for sure. Did you see? Did you see my Halloween post that I put yesterday? That me and Rachel are going to dress up as Ken and Barbie from the Barbie movie. Nice. <laughs> Babies are back. Uh, I I go to I go to Will's Halloween party, but it is it's like suffocating. Like there's just too many people. I don't. And I'm just uncomfortable. So I go there for like five minutes, make sure he sees that I I'm there, and then I leave because I hate it. <laughs> but it's intense. It's awesome. It's awesome, but it's just too much for me. Many strangers. All right. Well, let's get into it. Mayor. Oh, it's been a while. What do we do? 
why did you choose this picture and then watch the uh the trailer let's just do that why'd you choose this picture or this movie and then let's watch the trailer the only reason i picked this movie uh-huh. and this, this is the theme for all of my movies so i haven't seen it and i want and i've heard i've i've heard about it and it's like on every single top movies of all time list and it's like super old and i'm like well you know maybe maybe it's that great it just stands the test of time i don't know so i i wanted to experience it because i have like i said never watched it and it's always in the top movies of all time cool i thought it was funny that sean thought it was a joke (laughs) (laughs) um so you started out with the artist back in 2020 and then you did which which, city which i i I watched at first watched the artist grudgingly but then i loved it um after watching it um the first time so the artist in september of 2020 and then Uh, unicorn city in march of 21 which is just like half half ridiculous half joke but i still love it yeah we did it mostly for will because of Mm. his cosplaying yep larping um i still i actually do like that movie because it's stupid dumb yeah it's it's something something i liked i mean i've i've seen that before i watched yeah we've already talked about that saving mr banks in june of 21 hadn't watched it wanted to watch it um am i missing something there's a big gap peanut butter falcons the next one holy cow is it really yeah it was 13 months between movies that was when you had a baby right probably oh man mayor we missed you and you guys didn't invite me i guess that's probably what it is yeah that's right you were you were um banished from the the group Mm-hmm. peanut butter falcon in july of 22 so that was a big gap and then um yeah and then citizen kane so welcome back we're gonna put mayor on a regular rotation again <laughs> and we missed you every single movie every single do you ever listen to these no, I haven't. No. So every single movie is just like everybody's trying to come up with what would Jason think or what would be on Jason's. That's like a segment. Is what do you think <laughs> would be on Jason's notes if he watched this movie? And that's how that's how everybody watches these movies now. It's like, oh no, I bet Jason's gonna put that one down on his notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or not. All right, bring up that trailer. So I haven't watched it yet, but apparently the trailer was like as revolutionary as the movie itself. So we got to make sure we watch the original 1941 trailer that's like a making of and contains no footage of the actual movie. Okay. Really? What? Yeah, I, I just saw there was a little section about that on Wikipedia that I saw. I haven't watched it yet. There uh, it is, official trailer number one. I, don't, I guess this is the one I found, so hopefully... I'm, I believe this should be it. Mike! Give me a mic! Thank you. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? 
This is Orson Welles. I'm speaking for the Mercury Theater, and what follows is supposed to advertise our first motion picture. Citizen Kane is the title, and we hope it can correctly be called a coming attraction. It's certainly coming, coming to this theater, and I think our Mercury actors make it an attraction. I'd like you to meet them. Speaking of attractions, well, the chorus girls are certainly an attraction, but frankly, ladies and gentlemen, we're just showing you the chorus girls for purposes of ballyhoo. It's a pretty nice ballyhoo. But here's some of our real Mercury people. This is the first time you've seen most of them on the screen. Hey, uh, give Joe a little light. Thanks. Now smile for the folks, Joe. Smile. Joseph Cotton, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Joseph Cotton. I think you're going to see a lot of him. Here's Ruth Warwick, whom I know you love. Ruth. Look at the camera, Ruth. <laughs> we caught Ruth with her hair up. And here's somebody you've all heard on the radio, so I don't have to tell you he's wonderful. Ray Collins. Dorothy Comingore is a name I'm going to repeat. Dorothy Comingore. I won't have to repeat it much longer. You'll be repeating it. And here's George Kuluris, who's a grand actor. I'll say that name again. George Kuluris. Watch it. Here comes Everett Sloan. Look out, Everett. Oops. Everett Sloan, ladies and gentlemen. He isn't necessarily a comedian. And here's one of the best in the world. Agnes Moorhead. I've said a lot of nice things, but Erskine Sanford deserves some more. Erskine. Erskine Sanford. So does Paul. Paul... Paul Stewart, everybody. Citizen Kane is a modern American story about a man called Kane, Charles Foster Kane. I don't know how to tell you about him. There's so many things to say. I'll turn you over instead to the characters in the picture. As you'll see, they feel very strongly on the subject. Charles Foster Kane is... Sure, he started the war. But do you think if it hadn't been for Mr. Kane, the United States would have the Panama Canal? Charles Foster Kane is nothing more or less than a communist! Hey, Governor, listen, when the voters of this state and Mrs. Kane learn what I found out about Mr. Kane and a certain little blondie named Susan Alexander, he couldn't be elected dog catcher. I'm going to skin Mr. Charles Foster Kane alive. I'm going to marry him next week at the White House. Emily, I hear you've been stepping out with Charlie Kane. Of course I love him. I gave him $60 million. Well, of course I love him. He's the richest man in America. But all the girls say about him at first, but you know, I can't help but admire him. He's crazy. He's wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what you'll think about Mr. Kane. I can't imagine. You see, I play the part myself. Well, Kane is a hero. And a scoundrel, a no account, and a swell guy, a great lover, a great American citizen, and a dirty dog. It depends on who's talking about him. What's the real truth about Charles Foster Kane? I wish you'd come to this theater when Citizen Kane plays here and decide for yourself. Wow. That was something else. That was something. <laughs> Anyways, walk us through the walk us through the movie, Mayor. Really sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> it doesn't at all. What was that guy with like his messy hair all huffing and puffing about? Was, was he even in the movie? Was he was he the uh they, use they the guy that the ran newspaper? the newspaper yeah, yeah. Oh, okay dumb 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, the old man makeup. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, walk us through the walk us through the movie, Mare, and then we'll go around the go around the okay. circle. Uh, I should mention it's been a couple of weeks since I watched it. So. Yeah, sorry, I I put I, we canceled a couple of weeks ago, and I watched it before that too. So it's our first month that we missed. So this is going to be uh, eleven episodes, I guess, in twenty twenty three, unless we do a makeup, which I don't think we're going to do. But we might because Dune two comes out in November, so. I might just do a sec, a uh, special edition. Go on, Mayor. Sorry. Uh, so a a reporter is assigned to decipher a newspaper magnet. I'm I'm just reading it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you punk. Oh gosh. <laughs> so Charles, <laughs> this like super rich dude, uh, dies, and he's he says these last words, and this reporter guy is reporting on this rich dude's last breath. Um, and he's, he's interviewing all these people. And that's like the framework of the movie. And then it does a bunch of flashbacks based on the, the interviews that he does with all these people. And it just walks through the life of this, you know, the, the, the rise and fall essentially of this person, Charles Foster Kane. Um, and trying to figure out what the last word meant, Rosebud. What does that mean? Why would he say that? And why would that be his final word? That is the high level overview of it. Did, did I miss anything that you guys would add to it? Okay. Chad, did we lose you? I can hear you somewhat. I think my internet's not being good. Can you guys hear me? Could you hear me okay? Yeah, you were being a little bit slow. I think it was just my internet, though. Hmm. It'd be like spaced out and then rushed and then digital. It happens. Um, what's funny is we're going to talk about Citizen Kane and how many articles over the last 90 years, 80 years have talked about Citizen Kane. It's the best movie ever made. And every single movie reviewer or critic or artist or whoever, director, just Citizen Kane and then... <laughs> The movie club. What's our take on it? What is our final <laughs> take? <laughs> yeah. Many words have you been know, spoken about. After we movie, watched, but... after we we watched Harold and Maude and Where the Crowd I'd Sing and About a Boy. Let's move on to Citizen Kane. <laughs> that's kind of. I think that's why uh, Carrie or Sean thought, "Are you joking? Like for movie club, we're doing <laughs> Citizen Kane." <laughs> yep. That's I thought it was funny. Yeah. So what did you think about it, Mayor? Oh, should we do you want to talk about what you thought about it? Or do you want to what do you want to do? You tell me. You're you're running the Jason's show. Jason's list. Jason's list. 
early. Okay. Um. Okay. So, here's so my did you list. like it? I, did Karen? Did Karen watch it with you? She did. I didn't hate it. It just what? Okay. Here's what it. Here's. What, 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 that's at the bottom of my list. Let's wait till the bottom of my list. Okay. Uh, so Orson Welles, okay. uh, I didn't realize. I, I, I don't follow who Orson Welles is. The only thing, the only thing I knew of Orson Welles was War of the Worlds and the radio drama and the supposed chaos that happened because of the radio drama. Um, that was the only thing I knew about Orson Welles. So I, I, I thought it was interesting to know that this is this well a it's orson Welles. b he's the director screenplay whatever else he did on it um which i have a, another thought at the end here about an actor that. and it was his first movie yeah yeah um <laughs> so they do that newsreel thing at the beginning um they called his his mansion a pleasure palace <laughs> That. sorry that was just ridiculous um <laughs> oh the, the something about oh yeah the, he like had a zoo in florida or something like that like with all these like exotic animals i had just come back not that long ago from florida and it's kind of funny because uh there's all these like invasive species in florida sorry this is a clinch reptiles thing there's a bunch of invasive species in Florida because Florida is just so perfect for like anything basically to live there. And so if anybody releases anything in Florida, it's going to become invasive because like anything can live there. And so I, th I thought it was funny that they like showed all these monkeys and stuff just running around his, his pleasure palace. And uh, but yeah, anyways. Um, Oh, they talked about the the he they built for his pleasure palace. They built a mountain in Florida. And I thought that was funny because when I was driving down Florida, hey, there's no mountains like anywhere. But occasionally you'll see this like random mountain on the side of the road. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> where did that come from? And it and what it ends up being is a dump. It's a it, they built up this giant mountain so they could. They dump trash on that giant mountain. I thought it, and anyways, that stuck out to me. Um, I have a note about a, a roller skater. They were showing, they were showing how the uh, uh, the newspaper, the original location of the newspaper, was like in some rundown part of town or whatever, and it showed some kids on roller skates. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, oh, the whole the whole newsreel, which is like forever minutes long is just like pure exposition like it's just like okay let's just let's just say let's just vomit everything out that we need to know up front about this guy and then let's get on with the movie like it's just pure exposition i i thought that was kind of dumb but it was <laughs> useful but it, i thought it was dumb um what there's i i have this quote i don't know why i have this quote i don't remember it anymore because it's been so long what would you like to have been 
everything you hate. I don't know why I wrote that down. Do you guys remember that? Carrie, what is, what's that from? Uh, that is Cain towards like his adopted father. I think like when the bank finally failed or his dad retires, I can't remember like the exact circumstances, but it's kind of like at the end of the road for both of them and their relationship or something like that. And the father was just- Oh, the father figure. Yeah. Yeah, the, the father figure. Took him in manager. or- yeah 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 does anybody know the details behind that arrangement of why he was in a foster care and why the banker would pay the mom a bunch of money to have him be the board of a bank it was my understanding that that was like his inheritance or something like there was i don't know a trust fund or like someone died and um but so he was the, an orphan. He was an orphan, and no, no, they, both of his the, parents were alive. Yeah, okay. so he um, had the parents, and they gave somebody gave him or his mom, I think his mom, yeah, some mountain. Only to later find out that it had gold or something like that, and so it, I think they gave it to him worthlessly, but it ended up being a thing. Ugh, that was convoluted. Um, okay, hold on. Gold was discovered through a mining deed belonging to Kane's mother. They hired Thatcher to establish a trust that would provide for Kane's education and assume guardianship of him. But why would she do that? The, the only thing I saw that explained it a little bit was when the, his actual dad said that he needed a beating. And she was like, oh, well, that's why he needs to be raised away from you. Yeah. So it seemed like maybe the purpose was to get him away from an abusive father, but it wasn't like super clear that that was the main reason. Okay. All right. Sorry. I stalled it. Go on, Mayor. Um, oh, okay. There's like, you can tell this was made. This is an old timey movie because of how the way they speak. What I mean is they're so loud. And it was in black and white. That too. Thank you. That that's not a tall that that the artist still did that, but <laughs> it's so loud. They have this old talking method. Like they just like they just have this like newspaperman sound to the way they speak. And that probably comes, maybe comes from his background in, in radio. I don't know. Isn't that the mid-Atlantic accent or something like that? Is that what it's called? Yep. Uh, yeah. That's like a Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant. They all talk in that showman slash mid-Atlantic. But really it's, it's over the top. It can't be just mid -Atlantic. It's just over the top annoying. Well, like all, all of these actors were from radio or the theater. So yeah. almost none of them had been in movies before. So I think it was extra pronounced because of that. Yeah. And they're all talking over each other constantly. And, and it's just chaos. There's no time. No one thinks about what they're going to say. They just, they just talk over each other that bugged the heck out of me. It was just chaos. Just like, who the heck is, 
why like i can't even follow a string of thought long enough before they just talk over each other and yell at each other yeah there's, there's two just... modes it was talking over each other yelling at each other or a super a super long scene of just a guy sitting on a chair and talking really slow <laughs> <laughs> in old man makeup yes old man makeup <laughs> um but they they paul's like it was a good movie guys <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna hold on real quick. I'm gonna make a note. <laughs> he's making notes while he's reading his notes. Okay. Uh, they had fun with the lighting. Um, oh yeah, they did. Lots of fun. So much fun that sometimes they didn't even shine lights on people's faces when they talked or had the camera on them or they were the only thing that you could see. All you could see is the background and the guy in the forefront for no apparent reason had no light on them. I'm um, sure essays and essays have been written on that and you would miss the deeper meaning. I, I Clearly, clearly. Um, I loved, so they, the first wife, uh, when they show them like slowly growing apart or whatever. Why would they eat breakfast together at all? <laughs> keep on going keep but on yes going. while they're while they're doing that i don't know if you noticed uh you know he's got his uh his newspaper she she's reading the chronicle the competitor newspaper i thought that was hilarious mm -hmm. um uh he's he's super creepy with the the second girl who eventually becomes his wife, like super like I don't know, just super creepy. <laughs> Almost like he's not a good guy. Yeah, but it, it doesn't seem like like he doesn't. I don't know. I didn't get the vibe like he's like all that interested in her. I don't know. It was just a weird, like creepy vibe. It was just a different vibe. Not like sexual predator creepy, but not that far from it. I don't know. It just, it, it was a weird vibe. Um, oh, uh, you guys have seen the, the silly uh, YouTube video, Shia LaBeouf, um, actual cannibal. I, the clap, the slow clap. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't know that that was uh, that was relevant and had to do with this, so that was fun. <laughs> it all comes back to Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have the note: attempted suicide. I'm trying to remember what that actually was from. The second wife attempted suicide because he kept making her sing operas that she didn't want to sing. Yeah, that's right. I don't know why. I that was relevant but it was um jigsaw puzzles were thick <laughs> holy cow those jigsaw puzzles were something else i don't know why i put that it's relevant but they were like some thick jigsaw puzzles which makes sense they probably didn't have like cardboard or whatever paperboard but i thought that was funny uh the 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 giant fireplace was awesome it was uh, next level. Oh, the place. Do you guys remember the name of the Pleasure Palace? It was, it was, it was a Xanadu. 
Xanadu. That's right. Whatever that is supposed to reference or mean, I don't know. And Xanadu did Kubla Kong, Great Pleasure Dome Decree. It's a, it's a where, it's a real place, and it's a movie with, uh, she just died last year. What was her name? Olivia Newton-John. You never seen Xanadu? What are we talking a, about right now? Okay, Xanadu is a. It's movie from a from poem, the 70s. right? Yeah, it's from a poem. It's a location in a poem. I think Marco Polo went there or Kublai Khan. Uh, I had to memorize it in junior high. But Olivia Newton-John was in a movie in the 70s called Xanadu and uh, an angel came down. Okay. Okay. So there's like a roller skating disco that she had to start and a muse from Greek, classical Greek or Roman I don't know, um, wherever the muses came down and was like her artist inspired. I don't know. You should watch Xanadu. We should watch Xanadu as a movie club. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie, have you seen it? (laughs) What's this? What's the poem from, Sean? Where's Xanadu from? It's I remember learning about it in Brit Lit in high school, but I don't remember. Apparently, it's the poem is Kublai Khan by Samuel Taylor. Coolridge yeah and I remember it being like the one thing I remember is like it came to him in a dream or maybe it was like a drug-induced state yeah that's not a finished poem like it's only half done yep something like that but yeah that's that's what they quote like maybe the first line of the movie is the first couple lines of that poem it was an opium dream Mm -hmm. and the the poem came to him that's right I forgot about that and the first line is in Xanadu did Kublai Khan greatly pleasure dome decree, <laughs> whatever that means. Keep okay. going, Mayor. Xanadu. <laughs> okay. Uh, another thing that stood out was the cockatoo transition. Did you, do you guys remember that one? Worst like, part of the movie. What the heck? Like evil cockatoo screeching for a split second as they transitioned the scene like what it was weird <laughs> it's just weird um the i have a note that said the use of reflections is fun they they do that quite a bit in the movie with mirrors and and uh i think some marble stuff um Okay, and and then I just skip to the end with Rosebud, where we as the audience gets get the payoff of knowing what Rosebud is, but not not the the reporter, the reporter or anyone else, um, and they will never know because of the they just randomly throwing his crap in the fire, evidently. And is it supposed to be like the last time he was happy? Maybe was when he was with his parents sledding. Like, is that what the what what? I don't. I I think I'm supposed to meet like understand that this is a deep meaning, but that's all I got out of it. I don't know. No, no one. No We're thoughts. not here for answers. We're here for questions, Mayor. <laughs> If, well, oh, go, go ahead, Rachel. <laughs> okay, I'll go. 
um, my thinking, and I could totally be wrong because I thought the movie was dumb the first time I watched it and same the second time, but um, that his mom gave him away to maybe protect him from the dad. That's kind of what we're supposed to think, I think. And um, she thought that he might be able to have a better life with money, but his life ended up being really great until he messed it all up because of money. And so he knew that he messed up his life. So he was like, I would have, he was thinking to himself that maybe it was the wrong decision, that money isn't better, that maybe a childhood with his parents would have been better. I don't know. I like it. Carrie, you had a thought? Um, yeah, it's pretty much the, uh, what Rachel said. Um, you know, he was kind of sort of sold off for a better life. Um, and I think that tore a hole into his heart uh, figuratively. And, you know, he spent the rest of his life trying to fill it with things and people and admiration and um even as principles and, you know, none of it could fill that, um, you know, cause you can't undo something that had happened to you as a child like that. So, yeah. Did you like, like it, it Mayor? Did you watch it with Karen? Hold on, hold on, I'm not there yet. Oh, um, I thought you were, you just burned Rosebud. I don't know what else is yeah, there's, there's three more things. Um, okay. <laughs> so I think it's interesting when he is the he stars in it he produces it he wrote it he directed it is it does it feel weird how how it's like i don't know it's the orson wells show essentially it's not like i don't know I guess I guess that's one way to make sure your vision is 100% gonna happen. Um, but I just thought it was it was interesting, and and what what it's like to be the director and the actor, and not really have the feedback between the director and actor that you'd normally have because he can't see it from the the camera point of view, and they don't they probably didn't have instant replay of movies on film you know i don't know that would have been a thought an interesting thing um okay uh here's oh oh let me show you this okay let me show you this real quick do any of these people look like the people from the film <laughs> i she looks maybe the closest, but she's barely in the movie. Like, why is she on it? Which one is she? Is she the first wife? I think she's the first. I could be wrong. I think she's the first wife. Yeah, probably, right? Yeah. And then this one, her his second wife, she she doesn't look like that at all. <laughs> I thought that was silly. Um, and okay, so the here's what here's my takeaways. Yeah, felt like 
it felt like it was a well done yeah artsy college movie okay like every artsy college student who's ever made a movie moving the camera around lighting it weird yeah weird transitions is is like mi- mimicking what orson wells did maybe he was revolutionary and he was the first one that did it but now it feels like everybody does those things when they want when they're going for artsy um especially if they're young and going for artsy um yeah i don't know I, <laughs> it was fine i didn't hate it but did I, you watch it in one sitting yeah okay uh did it do i feel like it deserved to be on every single top movie list no maybe for its time maybe i don't know because i didn't watch it for the first time in 1941 but um those are my thoughts karen this was a a dumb list i don't know i didn't like my list this time because it was just it was just that cockatoo man (laughs) (laughs) what about Uh, remember when the second wife was gonna like kill herself and they go into her bedroom and everything is like so claustrophobic but like big and there's all these like fluffy blankets and knickknacks everywhere. I was really uncomfortable in that bedroom. <laughs> I don't remember that. You don't? No. That's funny. Also, uh, the claustrophobic ceilings in the newsprint, like they had that party and all those like girls came in and danced. The ceiling was like right on their heads. And it was everything was just so like tight. And all those men were on the table. I'm like, this is not a good space. <laughs> And all gawking and oh man, that was kind of awkward. Yeah, um, gross. Yeah. And I like how the uh trailer featured them again and they make like what 30 second yeah, it's like check out the awkward. girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have something for the the, the ladies. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I what I think what I need to do is like watch. I, I just saw that there was like some hour and a half long thing with Ebert or whatever. And he talks about the movie. Maybe I need to watch that to appreciate the movie, but maybe well, it was just like. Paul, you, you said you watched a movie about the movie. What did you watch? Yeah. Do you know that uh, David Fincher movie that his, his dad was the, um, the screenwriter and then he made this black and white movie where uh what's his name gary gary oldman plays the the screenwriter of um mank right yeah mank and and here too like fincher is kind of like the the modern day orson wells who is hyper specific about his camera angles and he makes everybody go through 40 versions of a scene and you know hyper perfectionist and everything uh but it's kind of behind the scenes because uh charles foster kane is supposed to be this thinly veiled william randolph hearst and they're trying to bring down um all kinds of stuff like like calling attention to the donald trump of an era i guess just this megalomaniac who's who's got mad amounts of money um 
And so I think, yeah, so that's a, that's a really interesting movie. I don't know if you'll love it or hate it, but um, it it's definitely a cool paired reading to have the two together. Interesting. Well, you're already talking, Paul. You want to go on to your take? Yeah. Um, and then so, we'll do Sean and then me and then Carrie and then Rachel. So as Ben said, like, you got 90 years worth of essays, a um, bunch of college students who, and, and I think copycats, I actually, so here, are, these are not hot takes, but as you were talking, I, I kept thinking of how Dune, the film, like it must've been so hard to make because all of these movies, Star Wars and et cetera, et cetera, had like taken so heavily from Dune. So to make Dune the film feel fresh was really hard because the force had already been taken and the desert had already been used. And this protagonist who was kind of born to be something great, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. so here we are uh, 80 years later. And Well, that's and, like John Carter and the Princess of uh, Mars, yeah. like the first epic fantasy adventure yeah serialized and then they tried to make a movie and it and it flopped just because everyone was like seen it before <laughs> yeah exactly it seems derivative but it was the the original thing right mm -hmm. um and so yeah i think back in the day when i was a um a college kid or a, or a late high school kid i had the same affinity for this film that i did for a lot of hitchcock films where i was in love with the lighting and the setup and the camera movements. And I just was like, oh, that's so cool that they they use these deep focus lenses where everything, you know, yards and yards and yards back was still in focus. Um, I love the scene where he's playing on his sled in the background and his dad's a punk and his mom is gonna essentially sell him, let him go be. But like they they go back like in an impossible shot and that's because the table, like they would split it in two and then they like brought it together. And so you can see something shaking on the table because of like mm -hmm. the table. And, and that's a bunch. Anyways, so I, I out geek myself in that space. Um, but I am, I think now as a more adult reader of it, I'm just super interested in the the irony and the parallels of Orson Welles and the Charles Foster Kane who Mm -hmm. here's this guy who is this flash in the pan oh my gosh you're the wonder kid and then his first movie that he makes when he's 25 is his best he spends the rest of his life trying to create something better than that um maybe a george lucas maybe a, a coppola to some degree it's just super interesting to me how somebody could come in on the scene um and then then they partake of something and they just like start eating all the sugar and and it's the saddest imdb yeah he's like working constantly until like 88 yeah. but he's like a voice in he-man or you know like in a voice in the muppet movie or whatever he's just doing these cash grabs at the end it's it's yeah. crazy yeah and so I think now as a almost 40 year old, that's where I see it. I used to be in love with the camera angles. I used to think it was so cool that they were doing these really inventive techniques. And now I'm just like, oh man, it's this cautionary tale about 
so here's how I'll, how I'll map it onto something I'm thinking about that I think applies specifically to this group. So John, the guy who died our freshman year, mm -hmm. uh, what was his last name? Walker. John Walker, yeah. So I think he had a perfect SAT and ACT score as a 13-year-old. At least that's what he, he told me one time. And then um, he wrote this essay right before he died, kind of like a see you later, cruel world kind of thing. And then um, Dean Duncan read it to like the small group uh, film class or whatever. And it was so interesting because the whole essay was this Charles Foster Kane essay, even though this kid died at 19, because it was essentially... I was smarter than my parents by the time I was nine and they didn't know what to do with me. I was smarter than my teachers by 11. So they didn't know what to do with me. And he just said essentially that he always wanted to be a normal kid who played soccer and got picked for something at recess. And I was like, man, is it, I don't want to hold the idea that um, insanity is the price of genius right? Like, I, like, I just, I hate that, that like, like, I love that Paul McCartney is 80 something now, and he's, and he's still kicking it and making things that he cares about. But it, but I have thought a lot, like, whether it's a gift to kind of be not mediocre, but not exceptional, and not like worse than everybody else to just kind of like this within a meritocracy, Oh yeah, I kind of work hard and I hit these this level, but nobody ever told me I was this and very few people ever told me I was here. And I've I've wondered about that like if that is on some levels uh like an easier life to not to not have written something amazing by the time you're 15 or not made an the most amazing film ever or whatever by age 25 or 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 and I don't know, maybe that's just me and my old man ways thinking through that now, but um, I don't I, I, I remember it, it pained me when I was, when I was younger and I was like, man, I haven't written the great American novel. I probably won't. And then like, I, I, I haven't made some, you know, epic masterpiece or, and now I'm just like, maybe that's shielded me from public scrutiny like nobody's ever had to dig out the racist, sexist, ableist things that I said when I was 12. I have no idea, but I just keep thinking about that. Like what, what would it be like to be larger than life? Truly like, like how... you would have been the worst, the worst, <laughs> like the ego would have just gone to your head. Well, you, you would have been be... like Jason after hitting 500,000 subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. is that's a cautionary tale to Jason yeah, right there. But, but, but I think about that, right? Like, um, how much is enough? How much is too much? How much talent is is a burden? And and those questions, I don't think I'll ever really have to answer because <laughs> I'm yeah, just like, <laughs> there's there's still time to be on the Great American Podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I mean, but, Colonel Sanders didn't start his first restaurant until he was 76. Yeah. yeah. And, and Norm McLean didn't write River Runs Through It until. Yeah. Yeah. But but <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like 
where um where it's a wonderful life you used to think it was about your parents and then you're like oh no it's about me it's about and then and and i come into terms with that um that was lost on me at 19 when i watched this and loved the camera angles that was lost on me at 25 when i thought it was super innovative about how they use lighting techniques and at, at 39 you know bad transitions grainy bad makeup all of that i was just like don't get so good at something that you ruin your life <laughs> like, or, <laughs> and or don't surround yourself with people who can't tell you the truth you know who uh, pretend that your breath like smells good in the morning or 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 like just surround yourself with people who can actually call you out on your crap hey paul i remember you told a portion of that story about john's essay i think it was on your escape from q hall episode so i wasn't there to ask the question then but oh, ever yeah. since then i've wondered if that essay exists somewhere because i'd be interested to read it if it does uh, yeah, I, I believe it was probably kept. And if so, it would be by Professor Duncan. Um, he, he, that was the only person he sent it to. Okay. I, so I, I maybe I'll retell something. And, and if so, I'm sorry, but like, I kept asking him, I'm like, are you going to turn in any of your assignments? Like, are you going to watch any of the movies? Cause he wasn't showing up. Like you had to watch the movies like on certain dates, like at a certain theater and he wasn't doing it. And he's like, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And that was the only assignment he turned in the, the semester. And it, and as the professor was reading it, there were multiple times where he would pause because the vocabulary was so robust. I don't know if other people understood literally everything, but I was getting a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of what this kid was saying. Like, it was it was beyond me like it was lyrical and it was um beautifully crafted but i i didn't understand what he was saying like the he was just so much smarter so yeah if it exists i think it, only dean duncan would have access to it but but potentially his parents too because i would imagine if they knew that it existed they would want to see what his last stuff was too Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know John very well, but he's, you know, one of those characters that was an interesting person that was in my life just on the periphery for a very short yeah. time. And it's like these little breadcrumbs that he's left behind. It's interesting to me to figure out more of who he really was. Oh, totally. Because he too kind of had this uh, fabricated accent that was maybe New Zealand and mostly Alabama, but you know, you know what I mean? Like where he was... So a super interesting kid. Yeah, he had European fashion sense and we were all wearing cargo, super yeah. loose cargos, jeans or cargo pants or shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know why he ended up at BYU? Just like not to slam everyone's alma mater that we all went to, <laughs> but like if you were that smart. <laughs> Why not Stanford or like an Ivy League school or something? I don't, or MIT or I don't know. I think Dorian knows the answer. And I remember talking to Dorian about it because I was Dorian. Dorian was friends with John yeah. and they, yeah. And then, yeah, it was, tra I mean, it's tragic, but I remember John's parents came 
And when I was roommates with John and talked to Dorian and Dorian was talking to him about it, because I think Dorian was really his only friend that he would want to hang out with on the floor. They go to um, clubs a lot. You were roommates with John, Tad? No, I was roommates with Dorian. And I remember Dorian talking about him. But yeah, I don't remember the details. Just a car accident, right? Like there wasn't anything else to it? Yep. On the freeway. Crazy crap. Um, thanks, Paul. Yeah, sorry. I, <laughs> I like, I, I, this is actually why I don't listen to any of these afterwards because I feel like I'm that guy who says all of these things that don't string together and then you're like, well, what does anybody else think now? But like, I, I just, I, I can only process it through my lenses. And as a 39 year old, I was just like, wow, this guy is falling apart. And how meta is that that Orson Welles similarly fell apart? Yep. Yeah, there's stories of Orson Welles in like a hippie restaurant in LA at a corner table. And he was still like, he was super overweight and he was just like miserable and yelling at people, but still a genius. And he would still, I don't know. There's stories. It's a sad life. Um, Sean. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I haven't, I've been thinking a lot about this movie, but I haven't been thinking a lot about what I'm going to say. So this might be kind of jumbled. But um, I watched Citizen Kane for the first time as an adult, I mean, probably 10 years ago. I don't know. It, it had been a long enough that I didn't remember a lot of the details. And I went into it blind, just knowing this is the best movie of all time. And I really did not enjoy it. And after I watched the movie, I you know read some articles or watched some YouTube videos or whatever, and they were listing all the reasons why it was so good. And it was like, okay, I didn't get any of this. Like, I didn't even notice that this stuff was happening. Um, I think, I mean, other people have talked about this, but the the name of the trope that I've, I've heard it called is Seinfeld isn't funny because Seinfeld was such a big show that it influenced every other show. So if you weren't there when it was happening and you go back to watch it, it just seems like a stupid sitcom because everybody else has already done it. So this time I did it backwards. I watched the YouTube video and read like a third of the Wikipedia article because it's like 40 pages long and there's no way I'm reading that whole thing. But I did that before I watched it. And this time around, I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, I don't know, a, a lot of the things that that it's famous for are the, the techniques, like the nonlinear storytelling, right? Like they give the whole life story up front and then they dive into those things piece by piece out of chronological order throughout the movie and kind of show all of these things that make him, you know, this big billionaire or millionaire success story that there was so much more nuance behind it. And that had never really been done. But like, I've seen Memento, right? Like that took that whole idea and took it way farther. And that, that's how a lot of these things felt to me a lot, like the really low camera angles. I've seen so many really low and even weirder camera angles in my life. But watching it knowing that like that's what I should be watching for I really did appreciate um just the craft that went into the the movie um and I I, I genuinely did enjoy it this time like a lot of 
classics, whether they're movies or books or whatever else, I feel like I either go into it thinking, okay, I totally get why this is a classic. This was incredible. Or I go into it and I have to work to understand why I appreciate it, but I appreciate it more than I enjoy it. And that's kind of where I was on this viewing. Like I really did, I did enjoy it, but I'm never gonna sit down and watch Citizen Kane for pleasure, you know? Um, as far as like the story goes, I really like struggled to figure out how I feel about it. And maybe that's the point of it. Like sometimes art is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable, but he is this like larger than life character who you see so many good things in him, but there's also so much like darkness and narcissism and, um, and all these other things that, um, I don't, the thing that made me the most uncomfortable about it was just how um, accurately it translates to all of these people that are currently larger than life that, you know, in five seconds within the film, they have somebody accusing him of being a communist and somebody else accusing him of being a fascist. And it's like, okay, this is just like Facebook. Um, so I don't know. Um, maybe I'm supposed to spend some more time and figure out how I'm like him and how I'm not and how it's a cautionary tale and how I should live my life. But really it just made me a little bit unsettled. Um, so I think those are my main thoughts. I did um, hate the screaming bird more than anything in any movie ever. Um, oh, and um, the other thing I hated about it, and I think I was supposed to hate, was just how um, echoey Xanadu was. Um, our house has a slight echo. I mean, like I built these acoustic panels because this room was too echoey. Like that's a pet peeve for me. So those scenes were really difficult to watch. But um, I was envious of the gigantic fireplace that had like an entire tree inside it. That was incredible. And I want one of those in my house. <laughs> I think that's it. Love it. I watched this movie in high school in a the or like a intro to movies class and it was like on one of those tvs that roll in in a cart you know and it's just like a, a tube tv and we we're all sitting on this theater class watching this movie with horrible sound and tiny screen and like over a couple days and so it wasn't a good first try and we were we had to write it like a one-page paper on it or whatever <laughs> like, like what you do in high school and I don't remember anything about it, but I remember reading about it and looking at and learning about Orson Welles' life. Um, but then, yeah, we watched it with Rachel a couple weeks ago, and I liked the newsreel. And then up until like after that, <laughs> I'm like, oh no, this is gonna be a long one. So we watched halfway and then came back and watched the rest of it the next night or whatever. The old man makeup and just like that friend that was an old man and just like talking and like an old man and it was just the worst and he was talking so slow and it was but one of the the guy that walked into the mirror and he was like kind of the goofball i liked him um yeah i agree that it was kind of unsettling and dark and 
it was kind of overwhelming presence of Orson Welles with the director, with the writer, with the main actor, and him being larger than life. It really sold that he was kind of like uh, Charles Foster Kane. And that's crazy that he was 25 and already like had that persona. Uh, and it, I mean, people hated him, but also where he was a magnetic personality. So they did both. And he just lived with that his whole life. People loved him and hated him at the same time. So that's interesting. I I was, what did I give it? I gave it three stars. I said, oh boy, what a great newsreel. And then it got worse as it went along. Old people makeup really has come a long way. That's my review. <laughs> Carrie. Is that three what, out of five or three out of 10? Three out of five, yeah. I'm so generous with my letterbox reviews. Puss in Boots got a four and a half out of five. It was good. Jumanji got a four and a five, four and a half out of five. I said, very watchable. Peak the rock all downhill from here. Drags in some places. Jack Black is the best. I fell asleep in best. both of those movies. <laughs> really? We saw them in the theater and loved them. I went with I, Rachel. Yeah, I fell asleep. Sorry. Chad, what got a five from you? Uh, oh, let's go. Oof, this is good. <laughs> Harold and Maude, five stars. Glass Onion, five stars. Uh, the Kath and Kim Code, five stars. Francis Ha, five stars. Falling for Christmas, five stars. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. I mean, that was, it was a good one. Krampus only got four. What? Uh, Emma, period, five stars. From Russia with Love, The Northman got five stars. Spider-Man No Way Home and The Nice Guys and The Lost City and Thor Love and Thunder. I'm, I'm pretty generous with my five stars. Yeah. All right, Carrie, you're up. Um, so this reminded me a lot of when you are assigned to read a classic novel in high school and then you go back later and reread it for pleasure and it's like oh this is actually an enjoyable piece of art or literature or whatever like I I can't remember if I watched it as a teenager but I did watch it for a film class at BYU and like you learn to appreciate it but like it doesn't hit you in any meaningful way because you're caught up in trying to like dissect and analyze everything and like oh they dug a hole in the wood floor so they can get you know the angle of the shot just so and I think it helps to just you know with age and being older not that we're old you know at 40 or almost 40 but like older than half our lives ago um you know you have a certain amount of perspective that you didn't at the time um but yeah it just I think for me what was a big part of what was so tragic about him is like when you see him at 25 and he is so full of 
life and principles but just like joy and like he can take a joke and he laughs at himself and he laughs at others and then you see as he gets older like because of his own choices and his own pride like it is sucked out of him and like by the time he's you know even in his like late 40s or 50s he he's like Trump where you never see Trump laugh you never see him be able to take a joke or you know like go to the White House correspondence dinner like he can't he can't <laughs> um and so it's so interesting to see just like his um his journey you know you hope that as you get older you become better and you learn lessons um but you know, with him, I felt like it was the opposite. Like when he was younger, he did in a certain way have all things or most things figured out to a certain extent. Like he knew what he wanted to do. He wanted to help people. But, you know, what started out as like this little niggling black seed in his heart just like grew and grew. And, um, you know, it. they made a pretty point of that. It started, you know, when he was, a little kid with rosebud and everything but you know just like his failed marriages and you see the path of him meeting his second wife and what a cute meet cute that was um you know and obviously he was married at the time so definitely wasn't okay but um and then you see him. What do you get? Like the... mud? He got mud splashed on him or something? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. And then his, what became his second wife, like laughed at him, but also had a toothache. Um, and so she's kind of like laughing through the pain to um, And, you know, by the end of it, she's just a shell of a person, too, that he sucked the life out of her like he did his first wife. And, you know, I was also um, hit by the fact, like, you see his son as a little boy, but, like, I don't remember him meeting him again at any point. Like, that's his baby. That's his son. And in the newspaper reel, it said that his first wife and son died in a car accident after they divorced, oh, but they never okay. they never came back to that. Okay, yeah, I missed that. Like the last 25, 30 minutes, I was helping Peter fix one of his toys so it would squirt steam when he pressed a button and Phoebe was making cupcakes. Um, <laughs> and I was trying to get them ready for bed and they weren't, so like, I feel like... I missed out on a lot of the pathos of the you end have, of the story. <laughs> you had like two months to watch this movie, Carrie. I know, but you know, obviously witnessing you guys watch it a week or two ago and barely remembering anything, even if you took notes, I feel like I still made the right call. So <laughs> suck it, Chad. Um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, felt like it obviously a character study for him, how no one really knew him. Um, and Rosebud, you know, was kind of a, a symbol for that, like all these people loved or admired or uh, criticized him, but to everybody, he was a mystery. 
um, and how sad that is too. You know, I think to be known is important and it's a huge part of truly being loved and that's what he wanted. Um, but yeah, just, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting to. I was dreading it, which is actually another reason why I think I waited until the last minute because, you know, felt like a homework assignment <laughs> to watch Citizen Kane. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I really liked it. It was, um, yeah, it gives you feels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like most movies that we don't like when we're watching it, that when we talk about it afterwards, it's like, oh, I guess I did like it more than I thought I liked it. <laughs> Mary, what other choices did you have on your list that were you thinking about? I I was just, I honestly went to I, the like I went to some list of the top most most the best movies of all time and I was just scanning that and that one stuck out I'm like yeah I've always wanted to I've always heard about it I always wanted to watch it well, this is my what's excuse. number two on the AFI's hundred list Godfather yeah is it? I was thinking I think so. <laughs> at least it used to be yep godfather so, so maybe when maybe when it's jason's turn again we'll, we'll just go down the list there you go. <laughs> God, godfather's next <laughs> and then it's a wonderful life maybe i'll just like okay it has to be within the last 30 <laughs> years or something i don't know that was good we love old movies all right rachel your last it's 8 40 I'll be fast. Um, I didn't like it. I watched it the first time in a film class in college, or probably 20. And I remembered a lot, surprisingly, but mostly just about the rosebud. And um, didn't like it then, but it wasn't like, I don't know. I had to watch a bunch of movies, so. I didn't think about it at all, but this time I tried to think about it, and it I couldn't find anything redeeming about it for myself. Oh no! Um, I'm frozen. But it, uh, I did like the beginning of what the Xanadu and it being in Florida, and I was just like, oh, Florida man. That's been around for a long time, son. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump, it's the same thing. It's just like from 1941 and here we are in 2023 and nothing has changed. Um, so I guess it is relevant, but you are looking see it, that's the problem with me and watching movies is I'm not looking for like the artistic value of a movie. I either want to be entertained or um, I want it to relate to my life. So it's personal for me. And that did, that movie didn't like relate to my life at all. That I can, well, maybe, maybe it does. I'm missing things. I don't know. But 
I haven't been married twice. I have lots of kids. I don't have a ton of money. I don't care about rich white men. <laughs> Did you have a favorite character? Uh, the first wife was really classy, and the second wife I liked her a lot. Just she was silly, and it really the only light part of the movie, like as in like exciting, I guess. Um, and I was impressed with her puzzle abilities because you saw how she fit them together and it was like how did she do that that was insane puzzling was awesome I love love those big chunky puzzles I was like oh man I missed out on the good old days um have puzzle making and doing that's the takeaway from Citizen (laughs) Kane I missed out on the good old days of big chunky puzzles really fun i was like oh sean made us a puzzle maybe she can make one of these (laughs) i don't have my scroll saw anymore but i was thinking about that because when i was making puzzles i would use eighth inch thick plywood so they'd be like that thick and they felt so chunky and citizen kane made me feel validated (laughs) and it made me want to go back and make like half inch thick puzzles yeah i mean that was really great um and then she was a real person she wasn't just like a silly girl that didn't care about anything or didn't know anything or wasn't smart because in the beginning she just kept saying i'm not good enough for you or whatever but then by the end she was like this life that you're forcing me into really sucks and i'm better than this and i don't need this i don't need you and she was like i love that oh that was great so thank you for reminding me of those things, Chad. Yeah. Great. Love it. Mm, Anthony already said the movie for next month. I think we're just going to go to a Wednesday in May. Let's say May 10th. How does that sound for everyone? It's a good tentative date. That's a cartoon very violent and long and good so violent so technically love it technically love it so much they can watch it all the time this was the march movie not the april movie yeah that's what i've been saying so we should do another one in april no we're gonna do another one in november we're gonna watch dune 2 oh okay so we're gonna double up in like stage a lot of months. Yeah, we okay. Before. Yeah, we unless we just want to skip March and only do eleven in twenty twenty three. We'll see. I don't. I don't have time to do anything else in April. I'm done with April. Like my month is already full. <laughs> I got to do my performances, Mayor. Of course. In my Jawa costume. <laughs> I loved that picture, actually. Those are great. <laughs> all right. That's it. Any, what else? Is that all we do? I think that's it. It's been a long 
two hours and 15 minutes. We did it. So is the is the takeaway Citizen Kane was great in its time from like an artsy perspective. Well, it was revolutionary. It was revolutionary. Yeah, yeah yep. I think that like maybe it should be called the most important or most influential movie of all time and not the best movie of all time. Influential. I, it feels like Nirvana to me where it's like I get how Nirvana changed the direction of music, but I don't want to go back and listen to Nirvana. Like, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for killing Guns N' Roses, but <laughs> there are other cool things that have happened since. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We don't want poison to live forever. Exactly. Like, thank you for taking care of hair bands, but. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I would be interesting to know what life was or movies were like before 1941. Not the Steven Spielberg, George Lucas 1941, but the Orson Welles 1941 year. Classic. Part of me feels like it got that greatest movie of all time because it didn't win all of the Oscars that they wanted it to win. Yeah. And so they had to give it something. For the rest of for the rest of film history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get the sympathy votes. But was... what was the other one that got, did get the Oscar? I think it what was it called? Um and it's a really, really popular movie. Oh one like was the was How Green is the Valley. Yeah, the giant. How green was my valley? That. Jessica would know yeah. it. So yeah, I think that was a very, very like my grandparents loved that movie. Yeah. Cool. All right, Anthony's next month, and then Paul's the month after. Is that right, Sean? Yep. And then you're next. Oh, I've got a list growing, and it's going to be hard to choose from this list that I keep on my phone. I keep on thinking of movies like Better Off Dead and like I should put Better Off Dead. I was thinking of doing that movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Watch that one with Paul Gabrielson. Yeah? Yeah, he's the one who showed me that one. (laughs) You know the street value of this mountain? (laughs) Better Off Ted was a fun Oh, that was a fantastic show. That's funny. My mom was the one that made me watch Better Off Dead. <laughs> I wish my mom had been cool enough to make me watch that. <laughs> we were watching 20 years, 30 years before those movies. Oh. All right. Well, miss you, Anthony and Jessica. We'll give Jessica, I guess, a, a break like we gave Jason a break for uh babies i sent her a text message saying she was missed and hope things are going well great yeah she needs to sleep when the sleeping is had all right that's it anybody have anything else oh what's that paul i just said her baby looked like a real person some of our kids um was kind of like humanoid for the first little And it was like, oh no, 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 it's human, it's human. But like her her baby was a cutie, man. No, I mean they're they're cute. Just not like <laughs> traditionally cute, but I mean cute. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, Our we're not kids real weird. Rachel's like, yeah, their kids look weird. I'm like, no, they're cute. No, they're weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> Ted loves babies so much. Oh. 
Google eyes for every baby he sees. Yeah, I gotta hold all the babies. <laughs> How old's your baby, Jason? He he just turned one. What? So he's just over over one. I love that. Then you don't have to count by months anymore. You can just do what every other human on earth does. <laughs> yeah. No, we we still count weeks. Yeah. Oh, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 62 weeker he's, he's 54 55 uh, weeks right in that range yeah <laughs> all right oh what book should i read i'm i'm out i stopped reading the the slow horses books gotta read the blue rachel, castle, want, rachel wants me to read blue castle and what was the author you said rachel oh um what is the name like a really Dorothy Sayers. I have a suggestion you can read in 23 minutes and it's 300 pages long. It's by Jason Reynolds and it's called Ain't Burned All the Bright. I think it's my favorite book of the last year. Uh, it's three sentences long. And Carrie, I'm, I'm going to sell this one hard on the art side. All the art was done in like moleskin journals. Um, and it's it's the coolest thing in the world. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm nobody has to take it up, but it's so good. So if you don't, you're doing yourself a disservice. What's it called again? Ain't burned all the bright. Don't worry, I, I wrote it down. I got it. Okay. <laughs> I really, I really hope and and I want to know because. I'm toying with re, uh, using it next semester for my students, but it's a children's lit course and it feels very YA, but I just want them to read it anyways. So actually it feels like it's written for adults. All of my students are, so. Children's books can be for adults. Yeah. I'm slowly turning on to like the Jason school of thought that Bluey is not good. Who's the worst? Uh, dog show? Yes. Well, Jason's Jason's is because it gives an unrealistic expectation on kids on how their parents should behave yeah. and like always be like entertaining them and open to all these crazy ideas and playing oh. with them all day long. Yeah, we need more kids shows with abusive parents. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Well, yes. mine. Homer Simpson. Simpson. Yeah. Oh. I don't. I don't think that kids shows should make parents cry it's like uh, no if you're gonna watch a kid show don't make the parents cry don't let the parents have emotions that Dad, they have. like don't I be have... too touching yeah Is that what you just mean? be like in just be like rocco's modern life and just be wild <laughs> out there there's okay, no Dad. episode of rocco's... To talk. there's we no episode to talk. of rocco's mild <laughs> of angry beavers where all of a sudden like i got teary-eyed or my parents I... got teary-eyed Hey, Arnold got pretty real from time to time. <laughs> yeah, Patty. And then like books shouldn't make parents cry. There's like this one book where it's like, you're as special as like a, a rain cloud and is, and like, you're so perfect and came into my world or whatever. And it's for the kid, but the parents are reading it and, and you're like crying as you're reading it. It's like, <laughs> no, it's for the kid. It's not supposed to make the parent cry. So I'm on Jason's side for that reason. 
I, I appreciate you being on my side. I don't agree with the reason, but I appreciate <laughs> you being on my side. I, love I mean, if you're going to make that... a parent cry, have a book that the parent just reads or the parent just watches and not like to read to the kids. What is the kid thinking? Like, why is why is my parent so emotional about this episode? <laughs> oh my gosh, Chad, you, can't have you must want... be stoic in front of the children, Chad. <laughs> I want to know what episode you cried at. I'm so confused. Oh, you've never cried at a bluey? I, I avoid watching it because of the 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 silly standard that it sets for parents. This is so funny because I never cry when I watch stuff or read books or whatever to the kids. I, I never cry at movies or anything. Chad cries at movies all the time, and we have one child who's extremely stoic, never talks to people, and he cries all the time at <laughs> the movies. It's just the cutest thing. I love it so much, but I'm like, I don't have, I don't do that. I, I don't know. And then you're complaining because Bluey made you cry, but no, Bluey's great. But everything it's, makes me cry. The problem is, if you're making. It's, I'm on Jason. I I've already said my piece. Okay. Well, I would just I repeat it say, again. Chad, I was gonna say that Paul is learning some interesting things from Bluey, like that Bluey's dad. Oh, what did he say to me today that he was gonna go tell his teacher? Like Bluey's dad farted out of his butt or something like that. And I was like, no, please don't call your teacher that. Like you don't need to do that. I'm just like, and he keeps telling me all these things every few days, and I'm just like, okay, the show is silly and it's fun for kids, and I love it, but I don't want to talk to you about that. (laughs) I love that show so much. Seven minutes at a time, it just makes me feel exactly how I want to feel about the world. How so, how terrible of a father you are compared to that. Oh, I think that's already <laughs> given. Like, I think I think that you know, like the you've accepted that. <laughs> yeah, the anthropomorphic dog father like doesn't really chop me down like. <laughs> you know, like, but um, I just, I just think it's so good. Oh, like I feel it. It makes me feel like how Mister Rogers makes makes me feel, where it's like, um there is good because some human thought of this you know like that's more than than even like the small episodes or i just like whoa a a human created this you know it's really cool yeah and it's charming too and australian and they have cute accents they're cute accents i know oh we got our tickets we're officially going on march 28th to flying into manchester driving up to harrogate and rachel's little nephews and nieces they have australian accents and now they have northern england accents and they're just like the cutest little harrogate was part of my mission so i'm jealous yeah we wanted to fly into leeds but it was way more expensive and more Mm -hmm. time my sister is actually in England and she's in Wales right now. She went mudlarking. Um, which do you know what that is? Mudlarking. 
It's yeah. where you go to like riverbeds and dig around in the rocks and find like vintage buttons from like the 1800s or just things like that. Because you can find like pieces of ceramic and like little knickknacks and stuff like that from centuries ago. So next yeah. to like mummified bodies in the peat pits or something. <laughs> no mummified bodies, although she did find some uh some sort of animal teeth of some kind like they're very thick molar teeth but I'm not sure what they are so but yeah I'm really jealous so I hope you enjoy go to Indian restaurants there they're amazing and fish and shit places and buy happy hippos and penguins because they're also the English chocolate is really good and get compression socks because I came home with cankles for like three days after. So, okay, plus humidity. Or... Stretch your legs a lot. Yeah, no, plus... no, just because you're on the plane for so long and oh, you know, like yeah, a yeah, sitting yeah. position, so it like settles. And yeah, my. I'm not thinking about that. That just sounds like torture. And you can so, wear but... my rainbow compression socks, Chad. Okay, I don't get. I'll, I'll wear the mm. pink ones. I'm gonna just sit next to toddlers and yeah get up and stretch your legs a lot on the plane whenever you can yeah so I mean because I was what 23 when I came home from my mission and I mean I have a blood disorder though so I have to be careful about that kind of stuff anyway but yeah wear compression socks so you and look out for kinkles there too like people give Americans a hard time for their weight, but I had never seen kinkles like I did in England. <laughs> so it was really, I mean, it's endearing, but maybe it's just okay. like English blood okay, here that gets kinkles for you, Carrie. Yes, please. Thank you. It's going to be uh, daytime. We're going to be there in June. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be bright till what, 11 or so? I mean, I was never out that late because I was on my mission, so I don't know. Sounds right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if only there was a way to find out what the sunset is. <laughs> and, and a certain... If only there was a technology. <laughs> it will remain a mystery. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining, Jason. Thanks for uh, picking and making us do our homework. It was good. We watched it. We got it from the library as a DVD. How'd you guys watch it? On YouTube? HBO Max. Oh, nice. It's Amazon Prime or something. Paid money. You paid money for it? Yeah, but I had a bunch of vouchers for like delaying shipping or whatever, so I just used that. Cool, cool. All Wait, right, so I move. Oh, we... Yeah, yeah. We moved on already, but I have a book recommendation. Um, oh, yeah. What is it? Did you read, um, oh, gosh, what's it called? The book about the kids that light on fire. Um, nothing to see here. Yep. Yeah. So he released another book called Now is Not the Time to Panic, um, Kevin Wilson. And I read that in February, and it was great. So if you liked um, Nothing to See Here, you should read that. You say it one more time, Sean? The author is Kevin Wilson, mm -hmm. and the number one recommendation is um, Nothing to See Here, but Chad already read that one. So the next one on, on the list of his books to read is Now is Not the Time to Panic. 
And he's one of those authors that I've just like, I think I have one of his short story collections left because like, I don't want to read it because then I will have read everything he's ever written and I won't have anything left. Yeah. He's, he's really, really good. Um, and both of those books are really short too. So if you don't like it, you don't have to invest that much time in it. Nice. Hey, Carrie, did you watch the YouTube video of the gameplay of uh, the new Breath of the Wild? No, I'm staying away from videos. I want to be like absolutely fresh besides like, well, I guess I saw the two trailers that have been out for mm-hmm. a year or more. But beyond that, like, I don't want to know did anything. You pre- did you pre-order it already? Not yet. I need to. I went to actually like today or yesterday and then got distracted and didn't. But it's on my list. Yep, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> All right, that's it. I move that we adjourn this session of the movie club. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Bye. 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 All right. See you guys. Bye, Love guys. you, Jason. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Sincere, Jason. <laughs>